Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. G'day there and welcome to the latest episode of the Couragepreneur podcast. I've got the awesome honour and privilege of interviewing the amazing Jeff Davis all the way from the Netherlands, but he's not Dutch, I will say. So welcome and g'day, Jeff. Welcome. I'm honoured to be here. Thank you for having me, Pix. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I've got a lot more interest in the Netherlands these days, seeing my gorgeous girl uh, has moved there in November to be with the love of her life, the, the handsome Andrew, who I've actually connected you with. So thanks so much, Jeff. But for the benefit of our audience today and those listening into the recording, Jeff has done keynote speeches both internationally and nationally, and he's a sought-after expert on self-leadership and overcoming adversity, something that this podcast is all about. And it's a personal passion of mine. Jeff's done a TEDx talk in New York City called How to Fulfill Your Inner Life. And he also frequently speaks to and consults with and coaches high schools, colleges, nonprofits, organizations, associations, etc. So a wealth of information here. So fabulous to um, have the privilege to interview you, Jeff. And you've been to a number of different continents speaking. And as I said, now you're in the Netherlands. You've also written a book, Jeff. So, um, yeah, reach your mountaintop and also the the bestseller, The Power of Authentic Leadership. So pretty rounded guy, I would say, hey? Yes, yes. I, I appreciate the introduction and the kind words. And, yeah, one thing that I've always prided myself on being is well-rounded and having my hands in different things and all exploring the world. So, so I, I appreciate that introduction a lot. Uh, my pleasure. And it hasn't always been like that as your story will unfold, Jeff. And I always connect with my guests prior to interviewing them. And I know you've had some really tough times and, and that's what it's all about. And thank you so much to the wonderful Lisa Jamison who connected us. So thank you again, Lisa. So Jeff, I always start off our interviews with what does courage mean to you? Yeah, it's a powerful question, and I, I love what you're doing, Pix. I love what you stand for as the couragepreneur, and it's really wonderful, so keep doing what you're doing. What I would say courage is, and, and this could also uh, be described as, as boldness and, and other synonyms as well, and courage, in, in my own definition, is doing what you know is right or best, whether you feel like it or not, and whether others approve or not. So doing what you know is right and best, whether you feel like it or not, and whether or not others approve. Also some, some good leadership in there as well. Yeah, there definitely is. And I always love each guest definition or, you know, explanation of courage because it's same, same, but different. And, you know, right and best. I love that. So thank you so much and really appreciate that. Now, what was one time, and I know we have personally touched this, so feel free to go as deep or as shallow as you like. What was one time you were feeling less than courageous, Jeff? Yeah, let's go right to the depths of it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go there, Pix. This is what yeah. it's all about, and, yeah. and and sharing 
sharing for the purpose of helping others um, mm -hmm. who may be perhaps struggling as, as we uh, once were. Mm -hmm. One time I was feeling less than courageous would have to be getting cut from my high school baseball team. Now, if you just say it like that, and I don't usually tell the story this way, but I'm going to start from there and I'll, I'll quickly share some stuff around it that really gives some context. I didn't make my high school baseball team fine. Well, I was actually a college recruit athlete, did incredibly, incredibly well in tryouts. It was a huge buildup all four years of high school to make this team. And on top of that, I was actually experiencing a lot of physical and verbal abuse from several people. So from more than one person and not only getting physically abused, but very often getting put down, I was getting verbally abused and having myself worth so, so, so caught up in being on this team at age 17 and thinking that that was my life and thinking that I was worthless, mm -hmm. exactly. Thinking that I, I was worthless if I didn't make the team going to this all boys, highly competitive, and I'll be very blunt highly dysfunctional school. There's actually um, picks. I, I mean this sincerely. There has been come out recently. There are priests who actually sexually abused mm -hmm. and molested the boys at the school. It was a Catholic school, mm -hmm. Catholic Jesuit school. I didn't get molested, but I'm, I'm sharing this to, to explain and portray how truly, truly unsafe and dysfunctional this environment mm -hmm. was. And the, the school called Fairfield Prep, they have now been it's been released to the world that there have been many priests who have taught there who sexually abused their students mm -hmm. i was in this very dysfunctional environment i myself didn't get sexually abused but i did get both physically, physically and verbally abused mm -hmm. by my classmates and also and this is where it's really messed up i got verbally abused by teachers mm -hmm. by a guidance counselor by coaches i mean by many by several coaches i mean I'm not, for, forget about the word exaggerating. I'm, I actually just got some goosebumps picks. I'm mm. actually understating it. And I really appreciate you picks for giving me and giving the world this safe environment to share this mm. because Absolutely. this is actually some of the deepest I've, I've gone. I never, I've, I've never shared uh, publicly uh, other than Facebook that there was sexual abuse at my high school. But I think it's important for people to know that this horrible environment I was in mm. and all the abuse I was experiencing led me to think that I had to be a star sports player to be somebody. My whole senior year goes horribly. I had no perspective. I had no coping tools. I had bad advice from everyone around me. I had very few of any friends and I almost committed suicide. I, I had no you hope. You had the rope had no, in your hand, didn't you? I yeah. had the rope in my hands. I mm. went to the garage and I was in such a deep, deep depression that I went to with the rope in, in the hands. And this is, this is very painful, Pix. And I know you said nothing is off limits. Yeah. The person I thought was my best friend, listen to this, this is, I'm, I'm cringing, it's painful. The person I thought was my best friend said to me word for word, Jeff, I have to tell you, no one cares. <laughs> I, from a very deeply enlightened spiritual perspective, I have had a very wise friend told me in some warped way, it was a form mm. of tough love. I mean, look, okay, he was talking to me on the phone. At the same time, I don't want to excuse or justify his dysfunctional behavior. He was a part of that environment. So I'm getting physically and verbally abused. 
I have a horrible Now your best friend said no one cares. Says no one cares. He didn't know I was suicidal. I didn't tell him I was about to hang myself in the tree on back, but it's still very messed up for him to say that. And again, I know it was some warped form of caring, but it's still messed up. Mm. And and I, I, I was in a clinical depression for a year, clinically depressed for a year because the football coaches, all the, all the, the, the verbal abuse, and I was a very good player but didn't get any playing time. I was a star in my, with my grades. I got very good grades. But I was at a school where if you play a sport, you're somebody. If you don't, you're a nobody. Yeah. And this yeah. is all that context surrounding it. I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it there. That's mm. still only the tip of the iceberg, but that's sort of what comes around mm. getting cut. And, and then, of course, being a college recruit athlete, I wasn't just coming off the streets. I wasn't uh, some bad player. I, I actually hit a – I crushed a double off of a Division One player in a scrimmage. He was the best pitcher in the country, best pitcher in the whole country. I'll leave it with this, and then yeah. we'll keep going. Yeah. And I crushed a double, so I did very well. My teammates were cheering me on. I thought, oh – I can finally be happy. I'm on the team. I'll, I'll finally be someone in the eyes of, of my parents and the eyes mm, of society mm. and the eyes of my peers. And I had performed really well, college recruit athlete, all this dysfunction around me. I get cut from the team for unknown, nonsensical political reasons. The coaches were out of their minds. I get mm. cut from the team and I came that close to yes. hanging myself. Mm. And just before I, I basically as I was doing that, a little spark of hope that went off, went off inside me, perhaps it came from God. And that spark of hope said, put down the rope, go back to your room. And I'm still here to tell the tale, tell the story. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jeff. And, you know, I do want to um, encourage people that if they do get to such depths, that please know that there is hope out there. There are people, organisations, resources to help get you through this. And wow, goosebump moment. And it is so very, very poignant for me, Jeff, because my nephew died by suicide, by hanging. And, you know, the, the only saving grace is that there's five people out there living with his organs. So just immense gratitude and huge courage and congratulations to you for turning that round and I know the statistics about the sexual abuse I know you said you weren't abused Jeff uh, sexually abused you were physically and emotionally but here in Australia the statistics are one in three girls and one in six boys up to 18 and most of those perpetrators are known to the child and in my case it was not a family member I always disclose that it was an evil predatory neighbor um, yes, it happens in churches, it happens in schools. So thank you so much. And again, this podcast is all about that. It's having the tough co- or having those conversations around the tough topics because the more we normalize the conversations and get it out there, the more we can help people, you know, educate people, empower people, and give them hope and inspiration. And you can tell that I'm extremely passionate about this topic because, you know, this is probably the deepest that we've actually dived in our, our series to date. So thank you so much, Jeff. And I want to always spin it round. You were at the depths of despair, wanting to take your own life with that rope. And however, you you stopped. But what was another time in your life when you were absolutely feeling so courageous on top of the moment, on top of the world? Well, a time when I was feeling courageous and and I'm going to, I want to 
I'll, I'll keep the story uh, to the point, but it's it's fairly recent. And this this is nuts. I, I am going to share this. It's powerful. It's it's completely nuts. And actually, a number of my friends I've shared this story. It happened in 2020. Said to me, literally, they said, Jeff, that is one of the most absurd stories I've ever heard. Um, long story short, I'm I'm contracting with a a Dutch company. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it was a multi-billion euro conglomerate with a, a Dutch location. Um, I won't share the company name, of, of course, but I'll say that it was located here. That's okay. And, I, you know, I do, I do contracting. I do consulting. I work jobs. That's, that's what I do at, while I do all of my writing and my speaking and, mm-hmm. and everything else I'm doing. Um, and I actually had a burnout. I had a burnout in 2020. That's a little, that's a little bit embarrassing. Um, I will say a a lot of people see that I'm open and they might say, Oh, it's so easy for you to be open, Jeff. Well, I'm open, but it's not always easy. That's a bit embarrassing. So I had a burnout. I went to the doctor, the Dutch doctor, and she said the procedure here in the Netherlands is that you notify human resources and go on sick leave. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's Mm -hmm. it was a procedural thing. I, I had completely genuine intentions because my burnout was very serious. I won't go into all of my symptoms. Some of them were private, but I had very, very serious symptoms, including hospital treatment. So this was no joke. If it were mm-hmm. less serious, I could have perhaps taken a different option, uh, a different choice. Very serious situation. I'm better now because I did do the right thing. I did listen to the doctor. If I'm in, a, in America, there, I, I, there's no sick leave. You pretty much have to, unfortunately, just leave the company and focus on your health unless you have like a really good rapport with your company and they're willing to stand by you. Mm-hmm. I told my doctor, look, I should quit the company. And I had this long hour and a half conversation. The doctor said, no, you have rights as an employee. You're a citizen of the European Union. In addition to being a citizen of the US, you'd notify human resources, you go on sick leave. Okay, here it is. All hell breaks loose. My manager proceeds to angrily delete me from the whole system, from the WhatsApp groups, from my permissions. I honestly, picks. I mean this sincerely. I had no issues with him. He took it personally, thinking that I was angrily going above him or something. It had nothing to do with him. I actually liked working with the guy. He just thought he took it the wrong way. I can't control that. You can't control other people, as you know. Then, this is where it just gets absurd. Human resources calls me. I notify human resources, and one lady was friendly. The head of human resources calls me, demands I come in, demands I come in and says, I want you to come in and share your side of the story. I said, I said sir, honestly, I said, from the bottom of my heart, there is no side to the story. I'm sick. I listened to the doctor. The doctor said, I'm not legally obligated to tell you my symptoms, but I can assure you I'm sick. And he said, no, 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 no. You have to come in. And I said, I would like to come in, but I'm physically incapable. I was shaking uncontrollably. Shaking, as you can see, I'm very passionate here. I'm going to get to the point and then I'll summarize the ending. Um, and he, and I, and he, I said, look, do I legally have to come in? And he sort of stuttered. Okay. So they were very weird. And, and look, I'm, an, I'm originally from America. I do have an Irish uh, passport. So I'm a full European Union citizen. I have all the same rights that all the people from Holland, the Netherlands do. A month later, the head of the human resources meets with me in person. It started off friendly, but then he proceeds to tell me that I have no values and discriminates against me for being an American. 
he, he said, I have no values because I didn't go to my manager. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, this is absurd. I, if I had to go to my manager, human resources could just say, Jeff, tell your manager. I didn't know that. I'm just listening to the doctor. I'm just following the law. I did nothing wrong. I've shared this with hundreds of people, literally. Everyone, you know, I, I'm quick to, to, to admit when I make a mistake, I honestly did nothing wrong for my recovery. I, I'll, I'll share the, 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 the rest very quickly. Um, a month after that, because I wasn't physically ready to have a conversation with my boss, my, the, the human resources demanded then, you've got to talk to your boss now on video. And I said, I'm just not ready for that. And I was saying no to requests and I was, I was getting better. I was recovering. They were so angry that I said, no, it was the doctor's advice. So I, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm following the law. I'm on sick medical leave with hospital treatments and I'm listening to the advice of the doctors. They were so mad I wouldn't have a call with them because I was still physically unable. Unwell. That they, they then uh, wrote in a, in a document demanding I work for them. They said, you have to work for us now. They said, you have to work for us now. And then they also said in the document, well, when your contract is up, we never want to work with you again because they were angry about all of this. I'm only listening to the doctors here. That's it. I'm listening mm -hmm. to the doctors and recovering. They angrily demand I, I, I come in and work when I'm not ready. And then, and then I'll, I'll quickly say, I, I didn't listen. I, I then involved one main lawyer and, and uh, three other lawyers, four lawyers in total. A month after that, they threatened me in writing. They threatened me. Um, and uh, so then that's bullying, discrimination, harassment, and written threats. Mm. My lawyer involved, I got the lawyer involved. I, I won the legal battle because I did nothing wrong. And I was only in my rights, literally. Mm -hmm. With four lawyers, I took down a highly, highly corrupt organization wow. that has been apparently harassing Dutch people for years. The Dutch were too afraid to stand up. No, no offense. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the Dutch. I'm just no, saying yeah. they were too scared. I heard one woman passed away because of the way she was treated by them. Another guy had serious challenges and they have all, I heard all people left their organization and there were many other burnouts so in mind. It's a bit like the Dutch Aaron Brockovich taking on the company and you won. <laughs> and I won. So Thank you for letting me share that. Yeah. I, I felt very courageous for, for defeating a highly, highly, highly corrupt organization and winning. Wow, fantastic. Congratulations. Um, yeah, you really have dived deep, that's for sure. So, you know, sharing the low light and then the highlight, taking on a, yeah. you know, incredible multinational and, you know, billion-dollar company. So thank you very yeah. much, Jeff. Um, what we do now is we go through the courage acronym. So just briefly, yeah. I'll ask you some questions. And if you can answer briefly what that yeah. means to you. So how do you best communicate and connect? And it can be either personal or professional, Jeff. Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful question. Um, I would say treat others like a, a long lost cousin. Um, there's, there's a great quote out there that says the, the depth of your acquaintance with someone else does not depend on the length of time you've known them. I believe it's by a, a, a guy named uh, uh, Tagore. And mm -hmm. the way I treat others as if even if they're strangers, I treat them as if they're friendly, like a, a long lost family member or something yeah. like that. And I yeah. believe, and we're doing this in this conversation now, I believe in, in going to those depths. And of course, you, you want to get to know someone and you want to find that common ground. So show interest in others, find that common ground. And then from there, you can dive into the depths. And that's how I do it. I, 
I, I can meet people very easily and I, I can travel. I've traveled the world. I've been to five continents, many countries, and I meet all these people I'm on the road because I treat them as if I know them. Yeah. That of course doesn't mean that I blindly trust everyone. I'm, I'm not doing yeah. anything stupid. I'm just being very open and friendly in a way that lets people feel like, wow, I, I somehow know this guy, even though we're just meeting. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of communication. So it's better to over communicate than to under communicate in my opinion. So that's, that's how I, that's how I connect and communicate. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Chef. And our next letter in the courage acronym is O for open heart. What does, what does having an open heart mean to you? Well, it's really the theme theme of this podcast I, and the, the, the courage. And I'll, I'll also put it in my own words, being open and transparent. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, an open heart is about being transparent and having that that bravery to be willing to share those difficult moments. And I know we live in a society that doesn't always encourage that. It, it can it can be very much a fake society a lot of the times. Um, but having that open heart means sharing it. And it's not always mm-hmm. easy. It is challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot will like it and some may not. But when you're transparent, you're going to really, really, really help others. And that, that's my, mm. my, my big message. That's so true. And, you know, yeah. being transparent and you certainly have been sharing your low light and, you know, your courageous highlights. So thank you. Now, Irish background, American, living in the Netherlands, pretty unique. But what makes Jeff Davis uniquely Jeff Davis? Our next letter. Yeah, well, I would have to say what, what uniquely makes me me is that I'm a half nerd, half stud. <laughs> half nerd, half stud. Okay. Yeah. Half, half nerd, half stud. So I'm, I have these really, really nerdy elements and, and uh, I, I love reading and researching and I love learning new things and I love diving into books. And then I also have other elements where I can be courageous and meeting people or traveling and stuff like that. So I like to, I like to joke or I, I say it in a very lighthearted way. Uh, being a half nerd, half stud. Half stud, very good. Yeah. Love that. That's funny. Um, what is one relationship tip to develop real ones, Jeff? Our next letter R. Yeah, one tip there to develop real ones, and and I say this in a very humble way, and that this is an area that that others have said. Others have said to me, Jeff, you've done a very good job of building real relationships. It don't be afraid to take off that mask. Um, all of us wear various masks in society and obviously there's different circumstances and different settings. And what I encourage others is when the time is right to really take off that mask and, and be fully yourself. And, um, I think for someone who, um, is new to personal development, they might say, ah, isn't that just cheesy? And Mm. no, I don't mean it that way. I mean, really truly be yourself take off that mask and share that authenticity and that realness and just be your true transparent authentic self exactly yeah yeah now again you've been to the depths of despair and wanting to take your own life but how do you have an amazing attitude these days jeff yeah it's really about keeping things in in perspective i'd say um having an amazing attitude in life. And it's not always easy. There's going to be ups and downs and we all have uh, struggles. We all have good moments and we all have bad moments. And I still have those ups and, down, uh, ups and downs to, those, uh, to this very day. I think the, 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 the key thing um, is really about maintaining that perspective. And mm. the, to give you a practical example, and, and I'm open about this, I, I work a, a day job, w- which I like, 
while I do, and I mentioned I, I do the contracting and the consulting, right now I'm in a day job, and it's a great job while I do my speaking and my writing and my traveling and, and my mm -hmm. coaching. And, and sometimes I have to keep that in perspective, like, okay, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm still growing my, my business and things are going well and I've got books out there and I'm getting good feedback from people and I get emails saying, hey, this really helped. But, but I have to keep a good attitude and remember like, okay, the journey is still going on yeah. and remembering that there are people who have it way, way, way worse. I remember that, that Facebook post I tagged you in pics where I shared mm. those crazy statistics where there's, there's hundreds of millions, billions of people who, who don't have a toilet. They don't mm. have toilets. They don't have yeah, electricity. They don't have clean yeah. water. Um, people... Mm. Exactly. People really struggle. And that can kind of help me if I'm, you know, I have a, a tough deadline with work or yeah. something like that, or I'm juggling. I'm like, okay, look, I'm still growing. I'm still improving, but it could be a lot worse than what I mm. have. And that can really help my, with my attitude. Mm. Yeah. I, I once heard like your worst day is somebody else's best day. So yeah. it, it is a matter of perspective. That's for sure. So on a positive again, Jeff, what's one thing that you're grateful for today tonight, this week, this month, this year? One thing you're grateful one, for. One thing I'm grateful for today is you, Pix. I'm grateful for you. And, and, and I mean that sincerely because mm. you are creating uh, an atmosphere to have these conversations, to, like you said, to normalize the conversation. Mm. And I really mm. appreciate you for that. And I give you a lot of credit for that, for your bravery and putting yourself out there, mm. your story, and for having uh, all different people from around the world on your, your podcast um, to share their message. You got that right. All people around the world, I, you know, you're my first Netherlands, but um, yeah, yeah, certainly I've done from Nigeria, living in America and yeah, incredible um, people. So it's been an honor and a privilege. And I mean that with the greatest respect because it is, you know, people are becoming or getting referred to me and it is such a privilege to be able to share and highlight you know, people's courageous journeys to date. So thank you so much. And, yeah, thank you for saying that about me. I really am very humbled and very grateful. Um, Jeff, you're high energy as well. How do you enjoy life? Yeah, well, actually, uh, <laughs> enjoying life is actually some. sometimes I can struggle with it a bit. Yeah. I, I can struggle a bit and not in a bad way. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life. But also because I have a lot of things going on. But I would just say a cool thing is I'm, I'm, I have a wonderful girlfriend who's now my fiance. Yeah. And, and sometimes I have to remind myself to step away from work and we enjoy life by watching movies together. I love mm -hmm. watching movies or ordering in some food. You know, I, I, I do a lot of exercise, but I also like to take it easy. And uh, I'm learning actually to have a better work-life balance. I think that's yeah. a big theme of, of me, of, of Jeff mm -hmm. in this year of a better work-life balance uh, and more more, And that's more really time. important, yeah. especially for entrepreneurs. And I was only speaking with a gorgeous friend who's a coach to females. And, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, you kind of don't go to work at nine unless you're really re regimented and finish at five. As entrepreneurs, yeah. we're kind of always on. And I'm not saying people in employees don't work hard and outside those hours either. But, yeah, as an yeah. employee, especially now in, in these times, um, as an entrepreneur, we're in lockdown. It can be so easy because you can't differentiate your workspace. And so you have to be really mindful. So, yeah, that's great. Just having, yeah, I'm certainly having more work-life balance because 
my work is my love, my passion. It, again, can be quite challenging. Like this, this is my work, but I love it. So it's like yeah. you know, 20 past nine on a Wednesday night and I'm doing this around some really tough conversations, but I love that. So thank you, Jeff. Now, what's one thing you'd like our listeners to take action on? Because knowledge is powerful and you're a very learned man, well-educated, well-read. What is one thing you'd like people to take action on, though? Because you can have so much knowledge, but you, if people don't take not take action, knowledge is not as powerful. So one thing about courage you'd like you, our listeners to take action on, Jeff? What I would like uh, one thing for our listeners to take action on is, is the following. My key message, my core message to the world is that your self-worth doesn't depend on external circumstances. Your mm-hmm. self-worth doesn't depend on external circumstances, something that no one ever taught me. So what mm-hmm. I would like you to do to take action on that mm-hmm. is identify something in your mind, in your heart, in your behavior, in your daily actions, where you find yourself mm-hmm. identifying your self-worth and getting caught up in, and then decide from there, do you want to stop doing it? Do you want to reduce time doing it? Or do you just want to adjust your perspective on it. All of that is up to you. All of that is your choice and following your intuition. My big action for you is to remember that your self-worth doesn't, I, uh, your self-worth does not depend on external circumstances. Mm-hmm. Identify where you're getting caught up in the external world too much and then make a change or some mm-hmm. kind of adjustment. That's my action step. Uh, I love that, Jeff, especially with social media. You know, people can be so consumed with other people's highlight reels and, yeah. you know, they're feeling less than positive and they see the glamorous life of possibly inauthentic people. It's like, no. So, yeah, just all about your self-worth. And and that's why I, I do my podcast to raise the vibration of the planet, to raise the energy, to put more positivity in and to encourage people and allow people to know that they matter, they are loved and they are valued and important regardless of external circumstances. So thank you so much. And oh, it's been such a pleasure tonight, Jeff. How can people best get in touch with you, Jeff? Yeah, well, of course, I'm on the social media channels. I'm on, What I would best advise is going to my website where you can then see my blog. There's also links to the social media. So I would say go to my website, uh, jeffdspeaks.com. My, that's my first name, J-E-F-F, and then the letter D, and then speaks, plural.com, jeffdspeaks.com. You can check out my blog. I have a lot of free resources there. And also feel free to email me. I do respond to my emails. Yeah. If you're struggling, if you need some help, some guidance, or you even just want to vent, or you have any kind of question about anything else, happy to email with you. My email would be Jeff at jeffdspeaks.com. So my first name, J-E-F-F, at jeffdspeaks.com. And I will have those contact details in the show notes um, as well as a pricey of our interview. So thank you so much, Jeff, all the way in the Netherlands, picks all the way in Sydney, Australia. And um, just a special shout-out to Katie and Andrew who are in the Netherlands. Um, love you guys. And thank you for connecting again, Jeff. But thank you so much for drilling so deep with sharing your story. Um, you are extremely courageous um, on a number of fronts and I really appreciate it. It's been an honour and a privilege. So thank you so much, Jeff. My pleasure, Pix. Thank you for having me. And as I say, lots of love and big, big, big Aussie hugs. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Couragepreneur podcast. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.